0: Welcome to this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. In this week's episode, the guys break down what real estate investing might look like for you in 2023. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. My name is Charlie Sardelli, and I'm here today with Jameson Amoros, Oscar Barra. And today we have a really fun discussion coming for you guys. Um, It's a hot topic and has been for a while now, but we're going to talk about
1: Real estate investing. I totally thought you were going to say fedoras because apparently, I
2: didn't get the memo. You didn't get you the memo? memo? I, no. I think it was not. kind of like that. Yeah. Text message that I didn't was get it? about what time okay. you were going to be yeah. here. I figured the, we were I thought was, <laughs> you guys were <laughs> going <laughs> to say fedoras <laughs> yeah. are coming back. Let's talk about it. No, but podcast. you know what? These aren't fedoras. They're driver caps. Yeah. <laughs> what is the difference? Oh, uh, it's a big The fedora difference. has a lip. It has yeah, dip it's the top. the Frank Sinatra, the Sinatra one. This is a this is a cab hat. And then there's the big the caddy hats. I mean you all have their space. We'll get you done. Done. I I got got I one. Man. I got a black leather one. I got a black leather one. Maybe it's because I have hair that I don't. <laughs> That's probably why. Yeah, you
0: know, it's,
2: I'm going. But I know I, I've been wearing these since I had hair.
0: All right. Uh, guys, today we actually have a really great bourbon for you. Um, honestly, this is hands down one of the coolest stories behind a bourbon that I think that we've had. Um, and it ties into some some of the entertainment industry, too, and we never would have guessed it. So... We're going to go
1: ahead and pass it off to Jameson here and let him introduce our, our bourbon of the week. Yeah, guys, I'm excited for this. I'm going to go off audio for a second so I can grab the bottle and show you guys. So give me just a second. Doodle, doodle, doodle. And shimming is tough. <laughs> All right, cool. So uh, today we have Horse Soldier, and it is uh, it's a straight bourbon whiskey, non-chill filtered, right? But the story behind this is... It's dope. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It's it's pretty cool. Um, I was trying to look at the um, what, what do we say the movie was called? I think like Twelve Soldiers. So it's like right. So if you guys, I think it came out a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, right? And essentially, was. it was uh, some green beret, green berets went in right after 9/11
2: on horseback went back
1: and went into Afghanistan and overthrew um, one of the strongholds there, like right right in 9/11 adjacent, right?
2: And some harsh. Well, if you've seen the movie, it's in Yeah, it's yeah. Mountain, if you haven't
1: it's seen the movie, but it's great. Yeah. it goes. To fantastic. It's actually one's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but true story, is based on a true story. And this bourbon is named after those soldiers, which they called the horse soldiers, right? So it is a uh, veteran owned bourbon company. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have their members have essentially been in almost every major conflict uh that the US has been in over the last, well I don't know, um, thirty years. Um there's a couple of cool things about this bourbon. And again, we haven't tried it yet, but their story was so cool that I just had to pick it up. Yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, one of the coolest things was New York City gave these guys steel from 9-11. These guys. These guys. Yeah, you see. <laughs> they gave them steel from the, the World Trade Center, mm-hmm. and they made it into a mold. So every bottle that you see, just like this one, is molded out of steel beams that were forged um, many left from seat. yeah yeah and from, it's just from the world trades yeah. it's little things like that that just add something to the sip it, you know like it's just cool man yeah. like what a cool story right yeah. uh they're obviously all about um you know veteran affairs and, and taking care of our veterans and 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 donations and whatnot um they have uh how do i don't say this it's almost like a, it's a tasting room yeah, but it's also a restaurant so for anybody living listening to us from St. Petersburg, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a tasting room that you can actually go to uh, that has apparently phenomenal food. It's in St. Petersburg. They're opening up a couple more over the next few years if you're traveling, something to go check out. Wait. Um, but you can taste the bourbon, they can give you a tour, and you can taste some fantastic people. That's session That's awesome. 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 they won a ton of awards, so it's not a, uh, it's definitely not a, uh, a slacker yeah. of a bourbon. They've won top 100 spirits in 2019 a couple of different awards um, over, the, over the last couple of years. And they've got distilleries in Somerset, Kentucky, St. Petersburg, Florida, where the tap house is, mm. and uh, near and dear to my heart, Columbus, Ohio. OH, oh, hey. O-H baby. That's awesome. Ohio.
2: That's cool. Um, so I'm I, excited. I have nothing I have, to say about Ohio. I've never been there.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
2: Apparently a lot of people I know. <laughs> I've driven through it. but I haven't even driven through it. <laughs> I yeah, tend to say it. south.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, guys, it's you know, it's not, it's not great, it's Ohio, but n- no, uh, no shade. Yeah. Ohioans, my, my wife's from Ohio,
2: so nice, yeah. I mean, uh, LeBron, but, true,
1: yeah, and uh, I mean, Steph Curry, both born in Akron, there you go, oh, yeah. just per, just yeah, pumping uh, out superstars, no, Pumping out Uh, so yeah, they're uh, they're a distillery slash stillhouse, what's Cur- called the herb, what's Steph Curry's house? first name uh Wardell Wardell Wardell, Wardell Steph- Steph- I'm going by Wardell these days. Yep. <laughs> Wardell <laughs> Stephen Curry. Uh so I'm excited to taste this guy. Yes, uh,
2: It's going to be I'm great. Gonna,
1: I'm going to kind of leave out the notes because I kind of want to see what it tastes like. Nice. A little bit different.
2: Yeah, it's going to be uh, crazy because I I've I didn't look anything up. Yeah. I I haven't researched anything. Yeah. I was actually doing some work when you got here and it was a surprise to all of us so Yeah. I have I just, zero knowledge of this bourbon. It
1: is a it's forged in fire, which we know from last episode, uh charred barrels. Yep right thank Mm -hmm. you mr elijah craig yes um it is 43 and a half alcohol by volume 87 proof so it shouldn't be 87 proof 87 proof so Mm. it shouldn't be Mm. uh okay too harsh but yeah we'll see all right let's pour it up so we're gonna Mm -hmm. pour it up then uh bear with me guys again one more time that's the whiskey we're excited to try it and uh thank you to horse soldier yeah for having this on the shelf absolutely and while jameson's
0: pouring that out guys um one thing that i do want to say is please 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 leave us comments on the videos it really helps us kind of get an idea of what you guys want to see. Because at the end of the day, like I said last week, we are here for you. And ultimately, sipping the bourbon, giving you guys real estate information is just our way of helping, right? So as we explore, and you would like more of it, um, and you, know, maybe, you have one, maybe you have one that you want to try, let's go for it. Let's do it.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, just right. let us know. Or if you have your favorites, we'd love to try new bourbons. I mean, yes. I have my my, my go-tos, and I, I tend not to venture out too much because I know what I like. I like what I like. So yeah, if you have any suggestions, by all means, I'll, I'd love to try new bourbon.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, all right. And I will say, guys, number one thing that you, know, you guys may ask about is you've seen us have different cups for, for the different bourbons in different episodes. The cups do play a large part into the taste of the bourbon, the smell of the bourbon, and the overall experience of drinking it, um, and that's honestly with any liquor. So yes, like wine. Yeah, exactly. Like and so just to show you guys, this cup right here, what this is meant to do is this is meant to keep a little bit more of the aroma down here and then funnel it to you. So you get a little bit more of
1: those those flavor notes as you're sipping it. But I'm gonna well, go ahead yeah, with, with with bourbon, right? Just like with anything else. You wanna let it breathe a little bit? Yes. It just concentrates it and lets it aspirate against mm-hmm. um so if you do pour it and like we're doing it, right? We're doing it neat. Yep. It allows some of the flavor to unlock a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's where you get some of those undertones, right? Yep. You don't just get the heat; you get the vanilla, you get the cherry, you get the oak, oh, you get whatever it is.
0: I mean, even just sitting here,
1: it's—I don't know about you guys—there's yeah. wafting.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm gonna give it a give it a twirl and a sniff. Cheers, guys, cheers, yours. cheers, cheers.
2: Man, we need to find a new this. Cheers. Got to shimmy myself back in with Listen, this. Man, this new sure, setup I, is cool, but... I, was like, I think a eh, chair sure suits me, though, honestly. Okay.
0: Now that I got the first sit down and the coated, now I want to see if I can actually get some flavor out of it.
2: <laughs> I'm so used to the high-proof stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it's clean.
0: It's butter. Yeah. It's clean.
2: It clean. It's a very it's clean front end. I will say, in front
0: comparison end. to last week... I don't feel like the flavor is hitting as much, like as far as the the differences in the flavor. Like last week, I got vanilla followed by cinnamon followed by,
1: yeah, and I don't, I'll be honest, I don't know what this is aged. I mean, pull the bottle and see. Yeah.
2: I mean, and again, a lot of the stuff we've done is, is high proof. Mm-hmm. It, it, it concentrates a lot of the, a lot of the like caramel, tobacco, yep. leather flavors. Mm-hmm. This one's really clean up front. There's no burn at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we've talked about this before, right? So when we talk about aged barrels, there's a reason that aged barrels tend to be more expensive because they take longer, but they also take complex. on the characters, right, for a longer period of time. So yeah. if you've got two-year age versus a nine-year age, you're going to have uh, different flavor profiles. Mm-hmm. You're going to have some more robust. You're going to have probably different layers as the whiskey tends to ferment and sit in the butter for a long time, right? So that being said, these are aged at a minimum two years. Okay. So compared to last week was nine year. That's true. That's true. Um, so it's expected to not have as robust of a flavor profile. Very smooth.
2: It is. Which I, that was a specialty yeah. barrel too, yes. uh, because the the, yeah. the 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 non specialty foolproof are twelve year. Okay. So this was pulled because so, of, I mean, in all yeah. honesty, for for a two year sit,
0: this is the flavors great. Right. Um, as far like I said, it's not, it's not punchy with the flavor, right? You know, but I def- I like that you said leather. I've never heard that as a description, but it makes a hell of a lot of sense. Leather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it, I don't, it, yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know how to put it, but like, I mean, I'm not gonna go lick the chair or anything, but it does. It, 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 it tastes like, like leather smells.
1: Yeah. Back in the day, we would set a broken broken arm, bite on a self, <laughs> just letting it go in. Like, yeah. right, uh-huh. you're right. The belt would add to the flavor. Yeah. <laughs> You know, as long as I'm you're not hitting somebody with a belt. Melon, cantaloupe. Okay. I get a little bit of vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is one of those bourbons too that I would almost, I'd be excited to give to somebody who isn't necessarily a bourbon drinker. Absolutely. Because it's this would definitely not be something they would be like, oh my god, that was overpowering. Yeah. Um, it, it's almost like a really good beginner absolute whiskey. Absolute Absolutely. bourbon, I guess. Yeah.
2: I mean, I think the burn, the the proofing and the burn are around. Like a Basil Hayden,
1: you know.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's something that I that I, I do want to accentuate for the viewers and the listeners as well is that, you know, if you're out here drinking Jameson, Jack Daniel regularly, what's
2: up? I'm not drinking Jameson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're if you're drinking those regularly, yeah, you can't compare those burns no. to these burns because no. one, they're still different. They're mass produced. Yep. They're you know these take as you heard with the story, these take a little bit more love and time. Yes. Um and I mean each we're, we're very lucky here in this undisclosed location to have the access to the people that we do. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, so. are, <laughs> we are we are going to bring them on um for an episode just so we can get real real in depth with you guys because we know a lot of you guys really like the
2: bourbon oh, yeah. portion of the show and yeah. these guys are experts. Was, yeah.
1: we got some we got some guys and girls here that are
2: yeah, has mm-hmm. yes. bourbon guys mm-hmm. and girls. They're they know their stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's it's smooth. I could it's I good. Just, mm-hmm i can sip on this easy absolutely well and that's one of those dangerous parts for us here is if uh if it's an easy sipper and we're talking it just it goes Very down floral, a lower us
2: a fruit forward floral yeah what i'm getting yes <laughs> what do we say uh it's herbaceous herbaceous <laughs> no not even herbaceous i mean like, <laughs> no it is it is floral. like like yes. will it mm-hmm. yes not my favorite yeah that is verbaceous because it smells like it it tastes like lawn clippings, like when you mow the lawn, and that that smell—that's uh, what will it taste to me? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I do love that smell.
0: Do you know? So, I mean, it's not horribly fact. bad, but fun science fact. Do you know what that smell is? They're dying. Legitimately, the grass <laughs> screaming at you. It's going ah! It's sending it <laughs> out on so, another yeah. blade. No, you know, we, we like a clean yard, and, and it's just like your facial hair, right? When you cut it, it grows back more. Yeah, exactly.
2: So it, it works. I yell at my lawn all the time, so it yells <laughs> at me, I yell it back, like, you're lucky the H-way <laughs> gets on my ass. And with that being he's hired lawn service,
1: a lawn could be a very important part of a real estate transaction, right? Yes. Some people love it, some people hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Castle Rock, fun, total side note that you just brought this up, uh, passed legislation that in Castle Rock, any new build has to zero skate. Wow. Because of water is watered. Uh, they, I believe it they have to have they can have a maximum of five hundred square feet of natural SOT in a backyard in Canada.
2: That's not a lot, guys. Wow. Five hundred so square feet you're, in gonna,
1: you're gonna see any of the new builds I just I'm closing on a DR Horton uh, next Monday, hopefully, fingers crossed, right? And they change their landscaping because as of January first Obviously, in Colorado, if you live here, we have water issues. Water is expensive. We don't have a lot of it. We're in a high desert. Uh, they are now, every new build is going to have to follow these new protocols where the
2: backyards need to be landscaped, and you can only have a certain amount of grass. So,
1: and good news. is less grass to scream at
2: you. Yeah. On. I mean, in, in, all, in all honesty, it's just a traditional thing to have grass. Yeah. Because you have Arizona. I don't know grass. rocks, cactus, uh, zero scape, stuff like that. Nevada is the same thing. Florida, I mean, yeah. the grass they have down in Florida, you walk on that crap and it's going to cut your feet. It's that thick yes. crabgrass everywhere. So, I mean, it's good for the environment. I mean, we're really, I mean. Well, think about it, right? Zero scape is great. I mean, I, I've looked into turf. I want I to do turf. Yeah. I'm on the yard. I mean, it looks good all year round. I mean, it's a little pricey, but well, water does
0: less. And, and that's, I mean, again, great point as far as for our topic today, investing, right? And again, talking about the lawns, talking about where your money goes. If you're looking at purchasing a property, where do you want to put your money? What's, what's going to help you, one, either sell and make your money off of that equity, which if you guys don't know, equity is the money that you make on your home over time.
2: So that's just a very simple explanation. What you owe on your loan mm-hmm. and what your house is worth is that gap. Yep. And a lot of people don't understand it, that you have money in your house. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just, did this actually happen? Someone came in and asked me, how do I access that money? Where's that money? Give me that money. And I said, that's not how it works. So, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I hate,
1: I don't hate. I have had poor experiences with Rocket Mortgage in okay. the past. Okay. However... When it comes to what Oscar just talked about, they have one of the greatest commercials of all time when they talk about unlocking. And this is back during the refi boom. Mm -hmm. And they were they did a full ad around unlocking the money in your home. And it was literally a husband and a wife. And the wife goes, hey, so, you know, I think we have a ton of equity in our house. And the husband walks around with a sledgehammer. Popping holes in it. And just starts popping (laughs) holes in the drywall, (laughs) looking for the money that he he had. I was like, listen, I just, you guys are not great when it comes to communication. However, from a marketing (laughs) standpoint, that was
2: fantastic. I I I loved it. And and again, um, this topic was brought up for uh, a number of things. You know, educate the public. There's some savvy investors out there. Um, A lot of real estate agents know what they're doing. They're investors themselves. But also there's a, a misconception because you can do apples for apples on investments and renting versus owning. And Mm -hmm. they have, what's going on right now is, there's a diagram that shows your rent is Mm $2,500. Your mortgage is $1,500, for the sake of the conversation, right? And they said your rent's gonna stay the same, but the price of home ownership, right? And and, and they put in the diagram, you know, uh, upkeep and all this stuff, and you end up paying more annually and your rent is always gonna be the same. But what they don't illustrate is that you're also gonna appreciate your home mm-hmm. Your over end. Mm-hmm. Of course there's maintenance you have to do. Yep. Plus yep. rents always go up anyway. Yep. So the misconceptions here, but you could, you could I, I'll play devil's well, advocate on, on each side. I mean, I think it, one of the, I, I won't mention names, but uh, the motivational speakers and whatnot, mm-hmm. they, they don't own anything, everything's rented, leverage your money, invest in everything. Yep. Yes, you can. Yep. But when you purchase a home, You can use it as a primary residence we all need somewhere to live yeah you get bored of it ditch it rent it you have an investment boom
0: well and i think that's i mean that's a great point that you brought up too because i know for me before i even got into real estate and i'll put a picture up for you guys in the video and for the audio i used to i used to be full hippie i had jameson knew me (laughs) i had hair down to my shoulders and i didn't want credit i was gonna live in a van down by the river and all that good he was chris farley (laughs) honestly. Yes.
1: Live on a in a yeah. van down yeah.
2: by the river. Yeah. Down. Yeah. And
0: water. and I will say, like, the one reason that I really wanted to talk about this topic today is because that is something that has been so lost in a whole generation. We hundred We're scared of credit. We're scared of, of getting these loans Man's and life, doing baby. it. Right. But well, not only that, it, it's for me when I would hear a friend or somebody who was in real estate, yeah, go, Hey man, are you renting? What why are you doing that? Just buy a house. And I go. Do you meet? I can't, I can't just buy a house, you know? And, and it's, that's such an important factor. Like what you're saying is monitoring rent versus home prices, right? Um, cause I know for me right now, personally, I'm in an apartment and they just upped my rent 10%. Now with that being said, my rent's right around $2,000 a month. If I were to apply first time, first time home buyer loan right now with the way that things are going, I probably, probably wouldn't be able to touch that pricing for my, for my mortgage payments. Right. So again, this is why we wanted to do an episode like this, because there are options. And what I just said is exactly the thought process that most people are going through is, if I'm paying this much, I can't. But they forget about the back end part with the equity and the growth. Because the whole reason, the whole sentiment behind buy a house, don't rent is you're gonna make money off your equity. You're gonna make money
2: long-term. And again, I come from a loan origination background. Mm Um there's options there's ways there's to get loan creative just for the people somebody on. that's a loan officer,
0: so if you watch broke. our our previous episodes, we had devin on here yeah. that's, yes
2: that's what so loan officer pretty mm-hmm. much so you could get creative and, and if there's gonna be a structure to it, there's a way to do it mm-hmm. you could your deposit maybe i don't know if uh, usually apartment complexes have a minimal that's deposit yep. if mm-hmm. you were renting a house first and last month's rent, that's at least twenty five hundred bucks if not mm-hmm. four grand right in yeah. in this market for grand JC loved to tell the story that he got someone in a home for $1500 yep. now they're buying a so million dollar home yes uh, yes yeah. so no, for example yes exactly. quickly mm-hmm. i will, if you don't qualify there's co-buyers mm-hmm. right or or uh, co-signers for the loan if you have a plan if you're going to have roommates you can afford it mm-hmm. and yep. uh, there's also loans that will take in consideration the the, the, the potential rent from, um, roommates. Yeah. And they'll, they'll, they'll factor well, that in and then you could buy. Yeah. Well, see that, that's, that's, yes, absolutely. And it's funny
0: that you brought that up because when I first started, I went JC had told me, Hey, go do showings, go walk homes, get information. Right. And one thing that really stuck out to me was I, I think I went to seven, seven total in a weekend and four out of the seven touched on renting. Like for me, I didn't expect them, you know, me to go in and go, hey, like, yeah, if you buy this house, it's and, you know, you might want to get some friends in here. But again, it is such a unique opportunity for home ownership. And it's better for your friends to have you as a landlord than it is for Joe Schmo in Kentucky. That's going to, you know, upcharge them and everything. And yeah, we may not want to deal with that
1: with our friends. But at the same time, it works for everybody and it can help everybody. Yeah. And as I mean, as far as going through this conversation, guys, I think it's important to differentiate when we talk about real estate investing i me personally i think there's there's two sides Mm -hmm. right there is real estate investing for the purpose of buying flipping renting out being a landlord
2: a savvy investor
1: yeah that is just the investor right the other side of that is if i buy a house what is that investment exactly and it's it's an important distinction because they both have their benefits they both have their downfalls they both have their challenges and they both have the rewards the difference becomes, what is your goal, right, as a consumer? What is, what is your financial goal? Because I there's there's something called, you know, if you if you go in and buy a condo in Aurora, right, for three hundred thousand dollars, it's two bed, two bath,
2: twelve hundred square feet. I just got an email for an investment property, three hundred thousand in Aurora. Yeah,
1: something similar. House. You're gonna go in there. Oops. You're gonna go in there, and you're going to now have an ROI. And say, okay, if I invest this month and this much into the flip, I can then turn around and either sell it for a profit.
2: Side I note, ROI means return on investment.
1: Return on investment. Um, I'm going to get something back, mm-hmm. right? If you are a millennial, and I, I bring that up because millennials, honestly, we are the largest home buying group in almost the history. We have a lot of power right now. That ROI might be a little bit different. Return on investment, as Oscar just defined. Where that return on investment is, I now have a place of my own that I can make my own. Yep. Right. That I can put a yard in, as we talked about with zero, zero escaping. Maybe I, my, my girlfriend and I now have a dog and they, we wanna be able to have a yard. That can be seen as an investment return. It's just an emotional one yep. versus a financial one. Right. So as we're going through this conversation and talking about real estate investment, there's going to be different sides. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to give you guys the information. Because I know that everybody listening and watching is going to have different opportunities, different mm-hmm. goals, affordability, all that kind of stuff. We want to go through both sides of that and kind of talk you guys through, like, why it makes sense going through in 2023. Is it worth it? We all have seen the headlines we talked about it a little bit last week. It's all doom and gloom. Everything's going to fall apart. Yep. If Putin's going to nuke the world, whatever, home prices. Cease. Just a bunch of bullshit, right? Our job is to give you the information. And if you guys are debating on, hey, I might be the person that has some extra capital, aka cash money right cash to money. go to go buy a flipper and, and buy a home for two hundred thousand flipper flip it spend sixty grand on
2: renovations another definition a house that you're gonna buy and then flip and sell yep. to make profit
1: so let's say I buy a house at two hundred thousand I put sixty thousand in I can sell it for three hundred thousand my profit's forty grand maybe that's your deal yep. other side of this hey I just want a place to live and call my own and I have to pay a hundred percent interest like I am on renting. Yep but if I buy it now, am I going to lose money? So we want to answer both of those questions. for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right. And that's and I think Jameson brought up a wonderful point around that as well. In the fact that, again, like we say, pretty much every episode, it comes down to your comfortability where you are and what you can do right now. Um, and I'll tell you, there's periods of time in your life where doing that is just not something that you want. Like I said, that was not in my mind.
1: I didn't I didn't want the white picket fence and I didn't want all this maintenance and stuff, but backstory: I almost fought Charlie a couple times because yes. of his unwillingness to just live in what I would consider a normal reality. Yeah. But I will also say, it makes him who he is, and he is a phenomenal <laughs> individual, a that phenomenal is. agent. It that Charlie. Works for him, but
2: yes. he was one of those people that was like, "I am. I don't want to be held down. I don't want yep. to be tied down. This is bullshit. I want to have." Well, and that that goes freedom. into another conversation. Right. I mean, the new generation. The new generation does not want to be held down. They mm-hmm. don't want a long-term commitment. 30 years, hell no. In the past, it was five to seven years. You were either refinancing, selling, buying a new home, whatever. You were doing something with your property. Yep. And whether you acknowledge it or not, when you purchase a home, you, you've got an investment now. Mm-hmm. It's part of your portfolio. You need somewhere to live, but it's 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 there. It's, it's an investment property. New generation, I think the statistics said two years. They want to come in and i don't want a commitment two years i want they'll be moving doing something why not do it right mm-hmm. show you that it's still going to be an investment you purchase it if you want to leave in two years you t- you, you turn it into a rental you make some money yeah. again most of the information that we're going to give out today is for you know the average consumer the savvy the the savvy investor is going to have their own game plan mm-hmm. they know what they're doing uh, but it 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 involves cap rates. Yep. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna flip and hold, or just buy something and rent it out, it involves a cash on cash return. Yes, yeah, so all that stuff. Actually, Oscar, why don't, can you can you kind of break that down in,
0: in in a way where it says if somebody so let me ask if somebody was looking at purchasing a home with the with the idea of flipping it and selling it to make a profit. What would you say is, is average average time living in the home and, and kind of some factors that go into that?
2: Well, when I deal with investors and they just want to fix and flip, obviously it's a different game. You you hardly even look on MLS because everybody's on MLS, right? Yeah. Um, there's other avenues to uh, the acquisition of the home, right? And the MLS is where the,
0: realtors can our,
2: see all our properties. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's our inventory yep. as realtors. So, you know, when you're when you're scanning property, you got to look at what your ROI, your return on investment, um so how much um your a- ARV which is the after remodel value of the home that's some of the stuff that you look into right mm-hmm. if they're going to hold it and go long term there's a bigger breakdown you know acquisition your real estate fees and then um your net operating um income mm-hmm. and and those are going to factor into your cap rate your cash on cash all that yeah. stuff um they all have to make sense yeah i was um something that i learned from Lon Walsh. Shout out to Lon Walsh. She's a owner of a, your castle real estate is um, you don't fall in love with the property. If you're investing, you're mm-hmm. truly investing. Numbers are numbers, no matter what, out the door. Yep. And that is a huge element that I think is is lost
0: a lot nowadays is, you know, like you're saying, things change, right? My parents, my grandparents, they were all thinking, this is my forever home. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to raise my kids here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die here, right? But that is not the not case, the case anymore. anymore at all. Like you said, now it's on average, people that are that have the buying power, that do have that longevity, they're not looking for that longevity anymore. They want the freedom to live their lives and a passive income. And I will say that that is a phrase that, honestly, I feel is thrown around too much. Is real estate investment will give you passive income?
2: And some of my investors, they have properties in other states. Yep. You know, Kansas, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. They're they're investing in other markets. Yep, because the numbers make more sense. Exactly. And that's that is a huge element is do your research. You Back know? in 2009, uh, 10, you were buying low, but your numbers percentages were good, but the numbers were low. Now your acquisitions are high if you have the capital to do it. Numbers are can still be the same. You just got to work those numbers. Yep,
0: exactly. Exactly. And that's I mean, for me it's been it's been something learning. Again, guys, I'm giving you guys kind of a my input, because like I said, I used to look at real estate agents and 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 landlords, and I was disgusted. I was like, "Oh, you're just trying to make money off people." You know, you're trying to buy this house to flip it. Um, now that
2: I'm a real estate agent, honestly, that's not how it is. Is it, uh, is it fair that you you switch from a socialistic mindset to? A... Yeah, trust yeah. but Honestly, I just I just went <laughs> and and not to knock on everybody because there's there's deeper stuff, yeah. but I mean, why not? You know what? Why why should well, somebody? I'll hold you back from it comes from your initial investment. It's a risk, right? Yes. If I'm if I'm taking the risk, I should I should reap the benefits. Yep. If you don't want to take the risk, don't. But don't knock on everybody else that wants to do it. One of my one of my favorite quotes
0: is the best things in life live on the other side of fear. Absolutely. Right? And investing, that is, if I can give one point of information is go into investing thinking that you're going to lose money. And I say that because It's better to prepare yourself for that long-term and knowing that there's a possibility. And again, it's the undersell undersell or under-promise, over-achieve kind of aspect to it. And and it definitely comes down to if you're not ready, don't do it. But understand that real estate investing does take chance. You are in, again, a market that is based on emotion and so many different changing factors.
2: If you know me... You know I suck with names, so if I I, I can't remember authors to books, but mm-hmm. Susan something, she uh, she has a book titled "Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway." Mm-hmm. Great book. And you know when it comes to investing, I try to invest and make the most intelligent decisions mm-hmm. to where my investments are going to yield me at worst break even, right. at um, worst. I mean, a lot of the questions that obviously around- going high end, but when I calculate, I calculate to where I'm going to make a profit or if I'm helping my client, mm-hmm. we're going to calculate and say, look, you're going to make a profit. Worst case scenario, you break even. That's how I like to invest. Nice. But, you know, some, some, some of the times your your return's going to be higher when you're like, okay, we might lose our ass off. Yep. Let's roll the dice. And those that's where the big money is. Yep. We're not saying do that, but there's opportunity like that in real estate. Yeah. Now, one of the big
0: things that come around real estate investing is- how much money do I need? Right. And that, that's a huge thing. Cause everybody thinks, and I know for me personally, with the stand, how I grew up, it was, you need 20% down regardless. That's it. You need 20. That's it. That's all. That's all you can do. But like, oh, shout out Dave Ramsey <laughs> shoot. money management, man. Right. But at that, as we have now, and as we've seen in this market, we've had to come up with creative ways and in, in, in lending and, and, you know, saving, over time, right? Jameson, you,
1: you have experience Wait, wait up!
2: Yeah. I Dave think, Ramsey, I'm more of a T. Harv Eker kind of guy. Oh, so no, I, 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 have I just I, said
1: I, Dave Ramsey uh, just He touts 20%. Here's here's the one thing. If you guys want to go and do your own research, right? Because obviously our goal is to provide you guys information. If you're looking at saying, hey, you know what? I have some extra cash left over. I want to see what investing looks like for me as as, as an individual leverage is probably the most important thing mm-hmm. that people need to understand and i say that because it's kind of asked backwards from a traditional mindset leverage just means can i leverage debt to gain assets yep and yes when i talk to people whenever i say the word debt they're like oh i don't want it i don't want it
2: i don't want it, I don't want it right <laughs> yep. me debt. how many americans pay off their house Right. Yep. If I'm just saying. Can, look, if at that, look at that statistic. The power of leveraging debt, mm-hmm.
1: you will then have a leg up on, I would say, 80% of the population mm-hmm. when it comes to investing in really anything, but real estate specifically, because obviously that's our world, right? Mm-hmm. So when I say that, what I mean is if if I'm buying an asset that's appreciating, which mm-hmm. we've all decided that that's what real estate is, mm-hmm. right? So, quick statistic, just because I'm a guy um i pulled december year over year yeah again shout out colorado this is colorado market honestly everybody's different this is just the Denver but, metro like oscar said last week because of the way colorado is we kind of lead the charge we do but this is denver metro so i know last week we talked a little bit about market statistics when we were talking about what 2023 would look like one of the things i mentioned was over the last year over year uh and over the last three months um you had listings decline. You had pending contracts decline. You had days on market increase, right? All indicators that the market is slowing down. Yep. Is that fair to yep. everybody? Man. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I looked at was, okay, well, if that's the case, let me look at pending listings. How many of them took price decreases? Yep. Over And we do it a roll in seven days, right? But yep. if I go back three months, about 60% of listings in the metro area, Denver, right? So Denver, Aurora, um, Anything in Doug's County, Parker, Highland Ranch, Lone Tree, Centennial, Little Sim, Yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Hugo. Okay. You know
2: what? King of <laughs> Hugo. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not Hugo. I'm gonna buy that town.
1: I'm gonna put Also, hey, it. by the way, if, if we should do like a contest of like the first person that gives us like the coolest place to eat in Hugo.
2: Yes. Should get a <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm I've down been down. Hugo. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna call B S because I I've been there a few times. There's, it's a anyway. one street town. <laughs> there's gotta be
1: Thank one place yes. no. that sells like churros or it's some okay. black corn or a great sandwich. Anyway. Uh, it's
2: called the corner store.
1: Yeah. There you go. Right. <laughs> kind of like Oregon trail. I can buy like malaria vaccine and
2: yeah. No, and you're going to die of dysentery. Yeah.
1: Perfect. Well, that's what we all, we lost grandma in the river. Yeah. I forged every single river first off. Okay. So shout out to old school Oregon trail. Yes. Always fords the river. Your horse dies. Your horse dies okay there's honor in that's what happens it's It's like i shot a bear and elk and i only get 10 pounds of meat. Eighteen thousand pounds of meat and i have no medicine my family's dead but i am full That go actually i was like that was was the first real estate too yeah that was crazy anyway totally off topic uh over the last three months we'll go back 60 percent of listings took a price reduction before they got sold right wow so in in most people's head they go oh my god prices are dropping so the investment that I was looking for is going to lose value. Well, guess what? According to December, and I would venture to bet January is going to be the same thing when that report comes out, median home prices in the Denver metro area in Colorado increase year over year 2.5%. Yep. Like clockwork. Mm. Even with less, there are more days on market, less listings, less pending, so on and so forth, home values are still appreciating. Yep. Right. So it's that point of understanding that if that's the case, and I can use debt to secure an asset that is then going to increase in value, mm-hmm. that's important. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Like, think about it. If I have a house, let's say I buy my first primary residence, it's a townhome, three hundred fifty thousand dollars, whatever. I sit on it for two two years. I do some improvements, I upgrade the kitchen, the bathrooms, I replace the flooring. all the, the big ticket stuff that's going to give us a return, right? Mm-hmm. I bought it for $320,000, let's say. Two years later, it's worth $420,000, $500,000 in three years, et cetera, et cetera. I can then take out something like a HELOC, which is a home equity line of credit, mm-hmm. which is debt, yep. right? Because leverage, this you Leverage. Exactly. But I can leverage that to then purchase another property as a down payment. Not, not so only. now what I've done, so let's say I take $60,000, right? And I put it down on another $300,000 town home. Okay, now my mortgage payment on the new house is whatever it is, but then I turn around and I rent that out. Mm-hmm. and I'm making three to $400 a month as a landlord. Yep. Well, what I essentially did was I paid 60 grand to buy something for 300,000 that is now netting me $400 a month in cash flow. Yep. After I pay a property management company to manage it.
2: And that's key. Yeah. Property management. They make everything easy.
1: But it's a huge point that I want people to understand. And if you guys have an opportunity to look at what leverage looks like in real estate investing, it is probably the single most powerful tool yep. that you can use. And one of the best reasons to purchase a home. I am in a position right now. man. Right? I bought my home two years ago. Yep. Okay. And- Funny fact, what I did was I pulled out a home equity line of credit on my house. I bought in 2020, mm-hmm. which we all know is absolutely just fucking crazy.
2: I did the same thing, Not same year. Right? We moved the same time. Same year. again.
1: Yeah. As a matter of fact, investment funds. hey, real fun fact, <laughs> I almost bought the house that Oscar bought <laughs> but at the time. <laughs> it was a little bit more than what I wanted to spend. Mm-hmm. And JC, was I was going to <laughs> say, shout out to JC. Yeah. And, you knew what he was doing. And, and uh, Oscar in yeah, and, the and house. That's I, I met JC. His neighborhood. Opal Ridge, Ridge, right? Obel Ridge. Yeah, is fantastic castle. I love it. That's awesome. So we're just on the other side of the road, and uh, we ended up getting met my house because Oscar ended up... <laughs> I,
2: I went under contract. I was all over it.
1: Yep. But what I did was, before I got into real estate, I sat there and I said, okay, well, I'm not going to house any money if I go and get my license. I, I was coming from a salary job. I was getting paid six figures every two weeks, 401k, blah, 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 blah. blah. But I understood... The potential mm-hmm. that real estate had for myself and my family yeah. risk and, yeah. risk and reward, right? Exactly. So, so, but what I realized was, well, if I go into this, I don't have any clients. It could be six months, ten months, whatever right. it was. I took a HELOC out, and because my home increased in value in a year mm-hmm. that I offered it, that I that I owned it, right? We bought it five thirty nine. Yep, it got reappraised at six eighty mm-hmm. in a year and a half, right? So I go, okay, we can borrow up to eighty percent loan value, whatever that looks like. I ended up taking out a HELOC that essentially paid for my mortgage for a year, which allowed me to do something that I had a passion for, yep. that had leverage not existed, I would not have been able to do. Absolutely, and, and I mean, something,
0: you know, that, that a lot of people don't really recognize, and, and the reason I brought up the, the pricing, right, to, to get into it. Guys, how much does it cost to talk to a lender to get, to get a quote?
1: Oh, Oh oh, ooh, oh. Yeah,
0: uh, free 99. Oh, look at that, coffee. Right? Yeah, maybe.
1: To to call- hey, right? If he's right? one of our preferred lenders, hey, just call.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right. And and that is something that a lot of people think that you're gonna have to give away your firstborn child, yeah. your your you know, your your kidney or whatever to get information that starts you out on investing. All. all you have to do is reach out, reach out to a lender. And again, guys, shameless plug. All of us have have lenders in the pocket. And if you need any help, please let us know. We'd be more than happy to reference you. But that's an important part. Again, is a lot of people think I need twenty percent down. When all you have to do is sit with the lender, mm-hmm. give them give them your income, like you said, give them, you know, your your debt to income ratio, all that kind of stuff.
2: And they'll tell you, like, hey man, if you can if you can work five grand, I can get you into something right now. If you're renting and you need to borrow money, things get tight, you want to do some traveling or whatever, mm-hmm. what do you do? Put it on credit cards? Mm-hmm. Yep. What's the interest rate on credit cards? 16, Summer twenty 17, 18. Yeah. astronomical, right? Mm-hmm. Not the best idea. Wait till you have money and then do it. If you have a house, mm-hmm. you borrow against your equity. You borrow against yourself. Yep. You almost, Minimum. You essentially turn into your own bank. Absolutely. Yep. 100%. To do whatever the hell you want. Yep. I, I don't care. I mean, it's not a good idea to pay off cars and stuff like that no. with your mortgage. I always advise against that. But if you're in a pinch, why not draw from your HELOC? Yep. I mean, you'd start leveraging yourself. Then you, then you have some some purchasing power Absolutely. that you're not spending off your hard-earned money. Now your house is helping you invest in more or do other things that need to be done or yep. one month you're having you know some hardships pull from equity next month you know you have they all have different structures uh, different banks um yep. most of them are going to be draw for five years paying 15 yep. and then they have interest only options and yep. I mean if you were to pull like 150 thousand out of five percent um your your payment's like five hundred dollars yep but you've just used hundred fifty thousand dollars so I mean when you buy a house, you're automatically going into investment mode. Yep. Even if you don't do anything with it, you're, you're, you have a home, you need a roof over your head, but you have options now. Yep. So let's break this
1: down in two pieces, right? You're not, so Oscar, talk to me about what investing from a return on investment and maybe flipping, et cetera, renting, becoming a landlord looks like this coming here.
2: That's a damn good question. This coming year, it's, it's, yeah. it's tough. It's been tough the last few years. Yeah. Um, I have a, a few acquaintances and family that, that they're in real estate that they, they build out houses. Yeah. They do a few doors a year and, um, they had a drop. What do you say real quick? When you
1: say they build a few doors a year, what does that
2: mean? They, from the ground up, they, they purchase Straight the property, out. they, they scrape it and then they put up a new, a new house okay. essentially. Yep. So, you know, a lot of that stuff happens off market. Um, <laughs> This year, I don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. uh, because another stat, there was a 20% increase in mortgage demand. Sure. I think that's going to ramp up buying again. I think the general public acclimated to the new norm, higher rates, and there's going to be an, a, a lot more buying uh, going on than the end of last year. And I can only speak to my listings and what I had last mm-hmm. year. I think we took a drop of like 7% at, mm-hmm. at the highest, sure. which it depends. 600000 that's...
1: Yeah, I think A lot the, of average, the average first price drop was 55 to 6% right. yep, in 2022. Mm-hmm.
2: At the end of the day, how much were we going up year over end the last three years? Yep. A lot. Mm-hmm. So we're still holding strong. We're good. When it comes to investments, again, if the numbers are the ones that are going to dictate what you're going to invest in. Yep. So coming in, into the new year, I don't know. I, I don't know what that's going to look like. I mean, if, um, and I hate to say this, but in the investment realm, you take advantage of of good opportunities and it's usually with people that just get rid of their homes
1: I think it's we're, we're at a point right now right where we're not I think we talked about it again last week I called it the um, the purgatory market yeah, yeah. how are it stalemate if yeah that's what it was mm-hmm. stalemate locked, yeah. uh, locked in baby. if if you can afford it and you have the means to do so I think buying from an investment standpoint right now is fantastic absolutely because you can get closing cost coverage you can get rate buy-downs. You can get uh, reductions in just overall home price, yep.
2: right? And the rates dropped. I think I think we're at six and a quarter. Six,
1: yeah, six, two, six, five. Six, yeah. Six, two, five to six, mm-hmm.
2: five. Yeah, yeah just
1: selling a buy-down. you So selling five, seven percent, seven percent of the week. We I always say this, right? I've said this since I started real estate. I you know it's been two two years, whatever, but it's, it's rang true. You have, and this is probably true for any industry, you have the people that are in it every day, and then you have the consumers. And the consumers are normally three to four months behind what's actually happening. Yep. Right. If I'm looking to invest in property, I'm probably in that same lap middle of I'm three to four months behind. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are wondering and you say, hey, well, you know what? I do have some extra money. Here. I've got A, B, and C is a good time to invest. Reach out. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you. Right. Yep. We can run cap, cap rate, which is capitalization rate, and rate, which is essentially a percentage of what you're going to make on the property that you invest in. We could run calculators for you guys. And if the numbers make sense, let's make offers.
2: So cap rates sense? are net operating income divided by the purchase price and fees. Mm-hmm. So whatever acquisition or purchase price, loan costs, all your fees, and then your net operating income.
1: So I'm not going to put you on the spot. What's a good cap rate?
2: 12.
1: 12%, right? 10 to 12, somewhere around there. That'd be awesome. You, can get, you can get 10 to 12% money. You're good, Right. But there's opportunity now because we've seen, I can pull it up. I, I have a client that we're going to start looking for condos and townhomes, right? mm-hmm. There's a couple of condos, townhomes for $300,000, two bed, two bath, probably needs some updating that have been on the market for 47 days. Yep. What do you think you can do if I'm an investor? Do you oh, think please. I can get in at 280000 Problem. Do
2: you think I can get in at maybe 300000 with fifteen grand in concessions? And talk to us. We know there's hard money. Yep. Mm-hmm. Merchant's mortgage. There's investment banking out there, guys. Yep. Use your equity in your home. Invest. Again, it's it, it's a little bit of a risk. Nobody wants to do that. And a lot of people don't want to be landlords. Yep. Calculate it. Get your expenses in. Do the math. If it works, why not? Roll the dice. Well, I'll be honest. Like, you said it earlier, right? You said worst
1: case scenario, you can invest breaking in even, and break even. Yep. Right? So, breaking mm-hmm. even renting versus breaking even uh, Owning owning a property is very very different because when you own a property, what are you doing? You're paying off the principal. Mm -hmm. So essentially, if I have a three hundred thousand dollar property and I'm just breaking even by renting it out for twelve hundred dollars thirteen dollars a month plus all expenses, whatever it is, well, in seven years, essentially, what's happening is you are doing two things: you're providing value to a tenant by providing them, you know, an affordable place to live, which is fantastic. That tenant in turn is paying the rent, which is then buying down your principal. Yep. And as it's buying down your principal, even at two and a half percent, which is historically low mm-hmm. for a housing market to increase yes. uh, value, mm-hmm. you are now essentially, you in 15 years, 20 years, that property can be paid for. And then let's say you bought it initially at 300000 renters paid it, you broke even for 15 years, which is not realistic, but very, very low ball. And in fifteen years now that property's worth five hundred thousand dollars. You now have a five hundred thousand dollar asset that you paid zero dollars for. Yep. Because somebody else paid your mortgage. And again, go back and listen or it's a half a million dollars, guys. I'll put sell that. I'll put the tag down in the description for
0: everybody. Um, but go back and watch uh episode eight or, or seven where JC was talking about his clients that he took from what three two hundred fifty thousand, three hundred dollar home. dollars to a million dollars a million, down, right? To what, seven, seven, six years. Yeah. So guys, that's the possibility of what's out there. And again, these people were not ready. They even told JC, I remember, they were like, I don't think I can do this,
2: yep. right? And, and again, twofold. Mm-hmm. You have um, on, on, on your TikTok, I believe, you talked about $50,000. Yep. yep. You put it in the bank, what's your return? Year over year. 1% if that. Hell, even now. We, yeah. Which is about 500 bucks. Yeah. You take $50,000, you put it into an investment, that's gonna pay you $200 month over end, I think you're winning. Yep, absolutely. I would say you were winning. Yeah, I mean, and people think, okay, I'm putting fifty thousand dollars down. I'm only making two hundred bucks a month. Well, put those fifty thousand dollars in the bank and see how much you're making a year. Exactly. Well, Look at it that way. Here's the biggest thing that I always tell people, right? And I, I'm a,
1: I'm a guy that likes to simplify the shit out of things. Yes. Because to me, if you know the fundamentals, it's a easier to make informed decisions, right? And then to understand the levers and and foundation of those decisions, right? If you look at assets in general, there's certain assets that will fluctuate year over year, month over month, decade over decade, whatever it is. When you look at real estate, until we colonize a different planet or the moon or something else, mm-hmm. land is finite. And yes. where you can build- Freaking colonizers. Is finite, <laughs> right? Right. So to me, if I'm looking at an asset, I say, okay, Yes, there's a short-term goal, long-term goal. If I look at long-term, long-term goal,
2: land is limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something that they're not making anymore on land. So go that talk to the big man upstairs.
1: You may have the ebb and flow with the market, and like right now, right, we've got affordability issues mm-hmm. and we've got supply issues. So yes, supply is low, but affordability sucks. So you're seeing this leveling out and potentially decrease, honestly, in mm-hmm. in home values over the next year, two years, whatever it is. Yep. But over the long game, exactly. if you were getting somebody else and you're providing them value and they're paying your mortgage and whatever it is, because land is finite, the resource is finite, mm-hmm. it will only increase in value over time. Yeah. And yes, 100%. everybody is used to 20% or for your increase in houses,
2: right? Because that
1: was a, it was crazy. It was a manufactured thing yeah. that happened, mm-hmm. right?
2: So well, okay, go back to 2020. Percent. Why did we buy in 2020? Exactly. Oh, my God. It was, free, it was free money. It was, was cheap Cheap, cheap money. I was like, I'm stupid if I don't make the day. move now. Yep. You exactly. know? But because I knew office. that wasn't going to last. Sound was not going oh, to last. It was, it's not, it's gonna gonna last. It was not sustainable. The yeah. market's going to crash. It's not. No. Right? Home prices are going to come back
1: to earth, which yep. I think we talked about this last week as well. I said Colorado was 590% over the last 10 years, right? Is it realistic? No. It's manufactured, Right. Right. But right now, I just looked at December, 2.5%. Median home price value increase mm-hmm. is 2.5%. That's awesome. That's what?
2: History. I was going to say, and that's, that's good that's because we think thinking we're going decline, right? Right. But yeah. that's mm-hmm. good. That's a good, yep. that's a good sign now it's, it's continuing the trend exactly. of historic. Well, Warren Buffett said something in one of his books. He's got a lot of books. He's a very he reads man. a lot of books. He does read <laughs> a lot of books. <laughs> that was a very, very... Trump-ish answer. That's actually more. He's of a good book. <laughs> he's good man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I should read yeah. his book. It's a I great it was book. A, it was a Trumpism Anch- equated with uh, Anchorman. Yes, <laughs> in leather-bound books. <laughs> no, rich <bridge> mahogany. Uh, <laughs> more above More <laughs> S- Rich from an investment <laughs> from an investment standpoint. Said, buy when others are fearful, mm-hmm. right, and then stay true when when others are greedy. Yep. Then stay put. Absolutely. And right now, I think we're in that weird spot where everybody's so used to free money, essentially. Mm-hmm. Now the rates have gone up, it's like, oh my God, everything's going to... Yep. If you have the means and you have the affordability, and we talked about it last week, your monthly budget, whatever that is, if you can afford it, I think, personally, right now, mm-hmm. as a buyer, you have a phenomenal opportunity... Yes, 100%. ...to purchase. And whether it's for an investment, immediate return, I'm going to flip something and sell for something more... Or it's the more emotional, I want to own a home and and be secure in the fact that it's going to increase in appreciating value, mm-hmm. right over the next six months, it's a fantastic time because those interest rates are keeping all of those fearful people yes. away, mm-hmm. which now lowers the demand, which means you can now ask for things that get you and mm-hmm. set you up in a position over the next five to 15 years. And you could sit there and in 15 years go, oh, I, I bought five properties over the last 15 years and I was using my equity along the way yep. and leveraging my debt. What What mm-hmm. did you do? You were renting and your rent yep. went up 76%.
2: If you mm-hmm. bought in 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, call me. You have, you have tons of equity and let's let it work for you. Yep.
1: Well, if it- you're renting right now and you're looking at, man, what would you say, 10%? 10% right? Yep. And you know what? It's cool. You get your maintenance done. Yeah. All these things work. Everything. But hey, just out of curiosity, like with a landlord in a condo with 300 tenants and your sink breaks, Mm -hmm. how quickly does somebody – Well, yeah, and that's what I was going to say.
0: And, and, you know, I mentioned it last week when, you know, with my girlfriend was like giving me that that view. And I know a lot of – I said earlier I was a hippie, like what changed that thought? And honest to God, it was having a vision of the future because I didn't before. And now once I started learning, looking at investing, looking at equity, looking at what, what was available, I'm going, wait a second. This is not as hard as everybody made it out to be. You just know the rules of the game. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. And again,
1: lenders are free to talk to. And realtors are also free to talk to.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. You know what's crazy is that I grew up not knowing much about financing, Mm -hmm. yet alone mortgage banking. Yep. So I had no clue that 20% was the standard of Mm -hmm. what you needed to save up to buy a house. Mm -hmm. I got in the industry when I was 21, back in 2000, 2001. I was a lender. I thought the norm was three percent, three and a half percent, and back then actually there was one hundred percent financing, not uh, non VA. Yeah, that so that out. that, that, that was, turned out well. That turned out <laughs> great. <laughs> I had nothing to do been with been any of that. No way. <laughs> <you. laughs> Shout out, shit.
1: Also, if you guys haven't <laughs> watched <laughs> Big Short,
2: yes. yeah, that was Dream. that was uh, us. Everybody that was in the industry yeah. back then. Uh, so I understand so, that that's not going to happen. Again, but, but that's just it, I didn't understand that that was the the industry the, the not even industry, the the consumer standard of buying a house 20% and it's knowledge, not the truth. Knowledge not. Yes, right. that's the, what it comes. And down it's, to. it's 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 case by case. Yes. Talk to us. Let us know your situation. The more we know, the easier it is for us to place you in the spot you need to be. Well, no and no I, don't omit let us to know to make a decision. Right. Okay. And if you're like, "You know what, Oscar, I I seriously only have 1000 bucks." Okay. Well, well let's talk out. about the process. Maybe we wait a few months. You gather some money for some down payment or some, uh, invest or not invest. <laughs> um, oh my God, the process of real estate. I'm, um, the process of real estate. This, is, like, not, this, this is, like, is not, this is not even know, 100 no one. plus. Per, no, on, I'm thinking about other stuff. On that on note, I think inspections and, and you know what's going to be out of pocket, yes. earnest yeah. money, inspections, yep. stuff like that. Yes. Yes. Um, it, it might not be a lot. At worst, maybe twenty five hundred dollars, yeah. maybe even fifteen hundred dollars. Yep. yep. You know. So
0: on that note, as we're coming to an end here, guys, this is my favorite part of the podcast because it's a challenge for all of us. But I think this is a good time to move into our one rock takeaway for the episode, and we're gonna try and keep it concise. <laughs> after right. after I what summarize. I just said, I'm
2: kind of embarrassed <laughs> because I only had one pour, and it's like eighty seven hey, proof. Hey, Let <laughs> me summarize all this knowledge. It's, we're it's gonna. Uh, so I'll go first. Go for it.
0: My one rock takeaway from this week is educate yourselves. Take the time, reach out, ask people questions, and learn. Because coming from me, somebody who's done it in the last year, you're going to learn a lot, and it's going to open up a lot of doors for you. Jameson?
1: My rock takeaway is... <clears throat> Be profound. Oh, okay. Let's get it.
2: Jeez, this is the lowest proof bourbon we've had on this episode did we not eat before this because we're i made sure I, I had a we're profound i can't remember shit
1: one, Man. one one rock one rock takeaway here's my one rock takeaway lack of knowledge equals fear and what i mean by that is when people are fearful in my experience it's because they haven't done their own due diligence mm-hmm. to fully understand what they're trying to accomplish Right, so when we talk about investing, a lot of people are fearful, fearful because they look at it as Vegas. I'm gonna throw 50, 50 bucks on black, and I'm gonna spin the wheel and see what happens. Right. Well, my argument would be if you understand the table games, right, or blackjack, right. There's a state to play blackjack. Yep. Know the odds. There's books mm-hmm. out there on how to play blackjack. When to double down. When to stay. Always <laughs> hit on sixteen. Right. I always, split eight. Always. <laughs> well, no, actually, funny fact, right? That they say that. On sixteen, you pick one or two. Oh, we, oh yeah, it's always, in a always But you always you go. or always, always do whatever though. That mm-hmm. But that's a great that's a great analogy, right? Yep. If you read a book on blackjack and then you go and gamble enough on blackjack, most likely you're going to come out on top. Mm-hmm. What happens is people are fearful or they just don't want to put in the extra work, right? To understand the beauty again. of this industry is you guys can come to us and we can give you our knowledge and we are in our insight and point you into the right direction with the right resources and set you up to win. Regardless of if you fall on, like we talked about, the investment side of immediate return or the emotional return of owning a home, we can help you with either.
0: And Jameson expounded so much on the profoundness. So now we're going to lean on Oscar to bring us home.
2: Oscar, you want to take a Really fast. Real estate opens up different not, uh, different avenues for sources of income for you. Yeah, I like it. I like Talk it. to us. I don't want to give out too much. If Again, if you in, if you purchased in the last few years... Come talk to me you might be able to invest and the risk is low and now
0: for the part that everybody waits for Bruce Buffer <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's go ahead <laughs> let's also, go ahead that dude yeah. has the greatest job in the in plan hundred he makes a hundred and fifty thousand dollars
2: per event that he announces yep, yep. Oh, unreal. no unreal it, it's per every time he says his is a uh, catchphrase and- her catchphrase so, let me let me let me channel it <clears throat> okay huh <laughs> on. be quiet and
1: now here comes our rock rating you sounded kind of like like marcus aurelius Ooh. I mean, Ooh, <laughs> i'm sorry it's it's,
0: it's <laughs> oh for my, you not
1: entertained it's the microphone in front of me i just want to want to do all the voices uh, all right so all right, cool rock rating rock rating all right uh well oscar you you left you you ended the rock takeaway so start the rock rating.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I'd take one more sip.
1: And again, as always, once you do your rock rating, old-fashioned worthy, yes or no?
2: Mm-hmm. Rock rating. It reminds me too much of Willet. Not a fan. I love the story. I want to say I, I I loved it, but I'm going to give it a four.
1: Okay.
2: It's good. It's it's easy drinking. Yeah. It, it's not bad. No. Yeah. But it's not my wheelhouse. Yep definitely afford- understand and old-fashioned nah no yeah. the ingredients in old-fashioned would eat that up mm-hmm. right sweet I, it, I, yeah it, it would it would it, the, the bourbon would get lost I would,
1: I would say i would rather have this on its own
2: On it's, it's on its own than an old-fashioned 100%. 100 100%. this is a leave it alone just drink it yep jameson uh
1: you know i'm i'm gonna go with i'll probably go with a four two maybe four and a half mm-hmm. um and it's not because it's not good but I stick to my original statement. I think this is a fantastic beginner's yes. whiskey. Right? Absolutely. We've told the story before. Absolutely. That JC and I literally forced ourselves to like whiskey because we wanted to be cool and unique, right? And so we would go to each other's houses and just pour whiskey. And we started with like whisk, half whiskey, half water, mm-hmm. and then we would continue to go down. But we were drinking what we were considered high-end now, we yeah. had like Weller 12s, E.H. Taylor, Eagle Rare, Blanton's, not to shout out. Stag. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, had I had this as one of my first whiskeys, honestly, I would have been turned on quicker. It's easier drinking. It's smooth. There's not really a burn to it. Mm-hmm. Now it's not complex, yes. which I think that's how we rate these. is like, you know what? How What's the flavor profile? We've
2: been drinking for a while, though. We've had bourbon for some time. Yes. So. And now, and right? a, but if
1: right. this was one of the first bourbons I tasted, It'd get rave reviews just from the fact that it's very easy to drink. I think Four and a Half Rocks would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an easy sipper. Again, I, I concur with Oscar. His story is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And if you guys are in Saint Petersburg, by all means, please support. Oh, I'm going. At the Stolz, uh, they're the stil- they fantastic. If you find this outside. I think it was forty nine bucks for the bottle. It's That's not good. bad. Perfect. Not bad at all. I think it was priced right. Um, easy to find. So yeah. So
0: I, I think I'm again. I love the story. I'm from New York. I think it's a beautiful thing that they've been using the the metal from from the World Trade Center. That is that dope. that's amazing. That's awesome. Um, as far as a drink, I I think I'm honestly gonna I'm gonna go with a six.
2: Wow. Okay. Yeah. That I was being brutal.
0: Yeah. No. And, and you know, th- honestly, it's
1: it's I don't
0: want to think of it as a brutal thing, but it's to like jack
1: a complexity,
0: right? Absolutely. Yes. Well, yes. And and again, with it being that introductory bourbon yes. that you can sip on, yes, but. Based on what we've drank already in comparison to
1: the price, I think if you
0: spend an extra five dollars, you're going to get a much much better option.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can get a smoke point. wagon, not uncut and filtered, but just small batch for fifty six. Exactly. So,
2: say. so that's I think you dollars would... 60 fifty yeah. sixty for the the barrel. No, that's
0: a good price. point. That's a good, point. and that's where. So, I think that's where I'd give it a six because I think everybody who watches this, you know, you're watching to learn and, and as yep. well as and an explore, right? And I think I wouldn't be doing my due diligence and saying yeah it's a it's a three or four because of this whereas i will say if you're starting to drink bourbon drink this it's a I, great way to start in but if you are a little bit more seasoned in drinking bourbon i think that there are other options out there for you that that you'll enjoy a little bit better
1: yeah for the same for same or similar price yep absolutely.
2: and in i hate to say this i mean even at the beginner level i like basil hayden yeah so it's I would compare great. this to base Yeah. It's, it's a great beginner bourbon, and mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. the realm that yeah. this is. It. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, guys, this has been a awesome episode. Dude, I yeah I I had a lot of fun. Yeah. This yeah, is. I was really great. a lot of funk this episode. I'm not I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> I always have fun.
0: Yeah. That's that's what it, that's I what, what I we're here for, man. Yeah.
2: Always have a good time. So
0: everybody, again, as always, like, subscribe, comment, share, um, share, and uh, we we hope to be with you for. For months years to come and exploring all the bourbons that that we can with you so write us some comments guys don't text us personally
2: put it in the comments subscribe, subscribe 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 talk about my glasses talk about it on the comments <laughs> come on let's make it fun yeah let's go um but stay tuned we're, we're, we have
0: a
1: lot more coming down the pipeline so. i might wear a fedora next time oh sorry driver's cap there we go i got it i got it and with that being said we're gonna turn this in. well we got it hold on how do we get a hold of us oh,
2: oh yeah God. you're right you're right Absolutely. So, how are they going to talk shit? Yeah. You're right. They can't You're talk right. shit. I'm just kidding. Right. How how can we help you? Yeah. Yes. Also, that too. So, so if
1: you guys want to get a hold of us, a uh, single email will get to all three of us. The Mile High Perspective, 5280 at gmail.com. And we'll be on YouTube. We've got a TikTok channel as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, individually, we have all of our own. So, I am the Colorado Real Estate Guy.com. Same thing on TikTok, on Instagram. Obviously, Jameson Amaros uh, on Facebook, if you guys want to connect with me there. I am uh, that
0: lifting agent on Instagram and TikTok. And my email is uh, realty at Metro5280.com. And uh, yeah, please feel free to message me, uh, text me 704 402 9690. Looking forward to it.
2: I am. Oscar Barra on Facebook and Oscar the Realty across the board. Instagram, TikTok. I think my, my Facebook is also Oscar the Realtor and I have the website. And Oscar at Oscar the com for emails. Phone number 720 297 3823. And whoever's texting me like, una- like random weird stuff, please stop. <laughs> i was I, I was holding back giving my number because all of a sudden i get these random texts from an unavailable number and it's like all right maybe i should stop giving my right. number out on the podcast and with that being said everybody no that's a good thing that means
1: we're reaching people so uh yeah if you guys listen the one thing we want to know is a how we can help you guys right so we know i never say it's complicated and our entire goal of this is to make it uncommon
2: you're not so the you expert, and not because you don't know. It's because right. you don't have to be. Exactly. Let us be. If Let's take that burden off of you. You
1: talk to your brothers, sisters, sisters, uncles, aunts, dog, <laughs> nephew, <I was laughs> dog's cousin, doctor. They go, train. you know what? I don't know. Like this doesn't seem right to me. Shoot us an email. Mm-hmm. Put it in the comments. We'll answer it. Uh, on the flip side of that, from a whiskey standpoint, right? We love to try new things. Yeah.
2: yeah send um, us so something. If
1: yeah. If it's something that you're like, oh, you guys have to try this and review it let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd love to do it. And I'd, we'd love to give you honest opinion. And we appreciate everybody that's watched and listened. Uh, and, you know, hopefully we provide some value, some laughs, you know, what, whatever it is, we're, we're here for you guys.
2: Absolutely. So, and so and that if you recommend guess, fireball. We'll buy it. it.
1: Eventually.
0: But <laughs> I, mean, I don't, I don't know how that episode's going to go, but we're going to keep going. So I'm going to sign off here. Everybody have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate thanks for being for the next time. Thank you. Everybody subscribe. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and for the weekly video version, subscribe to our YouTube channel.